0: The Las Vegas Raiders have partnered with the global lifestyle app TrueConnect to give the gift of wellness. Transform your mind, body, and soul through thousands of hours of premium fitness content, guided meditations, progress tracking, and more. Visit TCfree.fit to redeem one free year of TrueConnect exclusively for Raider Nation. You're listening to a pawn further review presented by Coors Light on the official Raiders Podcast Network. Here's your host, Eddie Pascal. Radar Nation, what is going on? Eddie Pascal here back at the Intermountain Health Performance Center. And thank you, thank you, thank you for hanging out with us for another episode of Upon Further Review brought to you by the good folks at Coors Light. And we are good. We are feeling strong. We are feeling energized as the silver and black charge into week four. But they're going to take on the Los Angeles Chargers. More on that in just a sec. But uh, we will talk about all things silver and black on today's episode, excuse me, episode of the show. As I said, energy is good. We are ready to rock. In just a little bit, we are going to welcome in Ja'Korian Bennett, one of the, I'll say it, most productive rookies that the Raiders have currently on the roster, doing his thing out there week after week after week. Uh, Great to talk to Ja'Korian about a handful of things, right? Uh, a dude who, as I said, is playing a lot of football, getting a ton of meaningful run in with that defense, Patrick Graham's defense. So it was good to catch up with Jacorian, and we appreciate him coming to hang out with us. But we're going to talk about all that. We're going to look ahead to the, uh, as I said, the Chargers, the Raiders going back to Los Angeles in just a few days' time. But before we do all that, we begin as we must and pay those bills with... Our transactions brought to you by Shift4Payment. So, since the last time that you and I hung out, about, uh, let's call it a week ago in change, the Las Vegas Raiders have made the following moves. On September 23rd, they signed defensive end Isaac Rochelle to the active roster. Uh, And those of you who are really kind of in tune with the comings and goings of the roster uh, will remember that Isaac a guy who's been activated from the practice squad a few times, well, he now officially finds himself on the 53. And we look at, at kind of Isaac's day on Sunday, uh, and we will look at, you know, we'll, we'll kind of do a quick recap of the Steelers, but we look at Isaac's day in particular. Uh, 17 snaps plays about a quarter of the defensive snaps, so a guy that, yeah, he began the season on the practice squad, but has gotten meaningful burn uh, with that defense. Uh, 17 snaps, as I said, against the Steelers, and now you would expect, hey, guys on the active roster, we might see a little bit more of him as the season goes on, but the Isaac Roselle, excuse me, Rochelle situation As it were, just another example, man, that you dip into your practice squad. It is a tale as old as time. I don't care if you're the Raiders or the 31 other teams. That is why you have talented dudes on your practice squad, because you are going to need them. You just don't know – Uh, how the regular season is going to go in the NFL, and you need to have dudes that you can just call up and you can depend on, that know your system, that know the expectation, that know where they got to be for each formation. And Isaac Rochelle certainly falls in that category. Uh, Our last transaction this week, uh, just the other day, on September 27th, the Silver and Blacks signed linebacker Malik Reed to the practice squad. So there you are, our transactions brought to you by Shift4Payments. So before we welcome in Jacorian Bennett, before we look ahead to week four against the mighty Chargers of Los Angeles, it brings me no happiness to do it, but we got to look back ever so briefly ever so quickly uh, on the Raiders' Sunday night football throwdown against the Pittsburgh Steelers, ultimately the Las Vegas Raiders falling 23-18 to the Steelers at Allegiant Stadium. And, man, you know, I went back and I watched, uh, I watched the game, as, as I tend to do early in the week. And one of those games that where I was saying, you know, Lincoln Kennedy and I were talking about this on the fifth quarter, uh, shameless plug alert, but I, I just felt when you look back at it, and it's kind of hard to... I don't know, equate this. It's kind of hard to put this in analytical terms, but it just felt a little off, right? It just felt a little stagnant. It just felt a little, not as we've grown accustomed to it looking and feeling. Uh, Offense, defense, you know, kind of both sides of the football there. And it just wasn't kind of the brand of Raiders football that we've expected to see, or we've grown accustomed to seeing, right? It was... You know the run game struggles to get rolling again. We're now three weeks into the season, and you're like, oh, "Okay, when is this going to click?" I am still a firm believer that it is going to click at some point. But if you're a fan of the silver and black, man, if you remember the Raider Nation, you needed to click now. You needed to click today. You need to have this ready to go uh, when it uh, when all is said and done. But Raiders finished with 69 rushing yards uh, on Sunday, and we need that. Is that is one where I look ahead to this weekend. And like I said, we'll get to the Chargers in just a little bit. But you look ahead to this weekend, and that to me is where so much starts with this team, right? I'm a big believer. I know it's kind of the, air quotes, old school way of looking at it. But I'm a big believer in balance on offense. And historically speaking, since Coach McDaniels has been here, since Dave Ziegler uh, and Coach have been doing their thing, the most successful, the most potent versions of this Raiders offense uh, follow a pretty, I don't want to say simple formula, but a straightforward formula. Run the ball. Control the line of scrimmage. Be who you want to be up front. And then let your quarterback, in this case, Jimmy, excuse me, Jimmy Garoppolo, work off of that. Let him get the ball to his playmakers. Let him give Devontae his chances. By the way, Devontae... Uh, incredible day at the office, which unfortunately kind of in the, uh, in the loss will get, I don't want to say swept under the rug at all, but won't get the, uh, the proper love that it deserves. Devontae finishes his afternoon, or evening, I should say, against the Steelers, 13 catches, 172 yards, two touchdowns. That'll work. But when the Raiders are good, when the Raiders are rolling, when the Raiders are effective on that side of the ball, it all starts up front. It all starts up front. And I don't want to pin the, certainly the loss, I don't want to pin the slow start on the Raiders' run game or, or the struggles they found there. My only point is this, is that if the Raiders can get that to back to where it needs to be, when we can see the Josh Jacobs that we saw all of 2022 doing his thing, showing that he is one of the most explosive, dynamic playmakers in the NFL, that, I feel it. I know that something will click in this offense, and we will all look around and say, okay, this is it. This is how it's supposed to look. But, man, this would be a great week to, uh, to have that happen. But, you know, all the same with, with some of the struggles that the Raiders had on Sunday night, they still found themselves in the game uh, in the in those final five minutes, final eight minutes, whatever it was. Unfortunately, right, just not enough time for the silver and black to do their thing. Uh, and, and ultimately, they fall 23, excuse me, 23 to 18. Uh, the other big news as we record this on a Wednesday afternoon, uh, starting quarterback Jimmy Garoppolo still in the concussion protocol. Uh, Coach McDaniel spoke on Wednesday about that uh, and just the status of Jimmy G. And, you know, I, I think I don't want to say the, the beautiful thing about this, because obviously anyone getting injured of any type in any type of way, specifically with a uh, with a, a head injury like that, it's not a joking matter, not a laughing matter at all. But, you know, this is certainly out of coaches hands. This is out of everyone's hands. Uh, the league has a very strict, has a very uh, detailed process, a very uh secure protocol in order to make sure guys are ready to rock come game day. And Jimmy is like everyone else in that regard, right? Jimmy will go through the process. He will go through the steps. He will get the proper testing, the proper evaluation. Uh, And if he's able to kind of clear those hurdles between now and and Sunday, uh, you know, we'll have to see if he's able to do that and ultimately what the, the coaching staff decides to do. But, you know a lot of people have grown accustomed, uh, especially if you if you follow us on Raiders.com, to hearing the quarterback speak on Wednesday, to hearing Jimmy speak and kind of getting the week kicked off. Him and Devontae do just that. Uh, but Jimmy's still in the protocol, so obviously not able to do media at this time. Uh, so kind of just your quick Jimmy G update of the week. And certainly something as the uh, as the um, injury reports come out today, tomorrow, and Friday and uh, we get final game designations, something to keep an eye on, just the status of Jimmy G. But Uh, One guy that we feel good about who's going to go out there and do his thing this Sunday afternoon in Los Angeles, Jacorian Bennett. And as I said at the time, man, a guy who has played a lot of football in his first month as a professional. I mean, you look at Jacorian's snap counts, 100% of the snaps, 91% of snaps, 100% of snaps. This is a dude who was in college nine months ago and is now going against some of the best of the best, the most explosive playmakers out wide in the NFL. Uh, it has been a baptism by fire for number zero. I think he, you know, he certainly had moments that uh, he wishes, you know, wishes went a little different, but he's had a lot of moments where you're like, okay, there's something there. There is something there with number zero, uh, and uh, you know if you're a fan of this team, he's got to be, through the first three weeks of the regular season, one of the bright spots, specifically on that Raiders defense. So, with that being said, I hope you guys enjoy our conversation with Ja'Korian Bennett. Ja'Korian, let me just start with some hard-hitting, big J journalist questions. Mm-hmm. For a guy, take yourself out of it, mm-hmm. Ja'Korian Bennett not included, fastest guy on the Raiders defense?
1: Fastest guy on the Raiders defense? Uh, probably Nate Hobbs.
0: Oh man, I'm gonna lose a bet now because yeah. of that. I was talking to some of the guys in the control room yesterday, and my guess was, uh, was Epps.
1: Epps, oh yeah, yeah. yeah. No, but it's Epp, Nate, okay. Yeah, Nate, yeah, Nate, yeah, he's a freak.
0: Okay, fair yeah. enough. Uh, I'm just curious, man, like, you know, I've been thinking about this a lot since we knew you were coming up, just kind of what a crazy 12 months this has probably been for you, right? You know, 12 months ago, you're in college, doing your thing, you go through the draft, the draft, pre draft process, draft process, yeah. now you're playing games on Sunday. And I imagine there's got to be been, like, so many of those moments where you're like, man, this has been a wild 12 months, huh?
1: Yeah. Uh, it really hasn't, you know, sunk in that much, you know, because everything's kind of happening, you know, so fast, you know, with the season and all that stuff. But, you know, it's just a blessing. I'm just taking each day, one day at a time, and just embracing the moment. You know,
0: I'm curious what that moment was like for you, first training camp practice or OTAs whenever it was. But you line up, you look up, and there's Devontae Adams staring <laughs> right back. I mean, imagine, like, that must have been – equally parts really really cool but also like oh boy like this is this is different different
1: oh yeah 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 like you know he he got me better you know just kind of going against him you know he got the he got the best of me a couple of times you know but once i kind of got that first win versus him it's kind of like my confidence shot up and you know uh like with tay he he answered like a lot of my questions so if i go to him pick his brain about things i'm doing things i need to do you know he's uh, willing to answer those things so i definitely appreciate him for that you know i I've been thinking a lot
0: about just the fact that you've played so much football as a rookie, right? right? I mean, you look at the snap counts, 100%, you know, 90% of the snaps, 100% of the snaps. Like, what has that done to, I don't want to say, like, fast-track your development, but to be able to say, like, hey, I got, when we come in on Monday, I have a lot of film to go over to look at and to get better at.
1: Yeah, you can only get better off experience, you know. Uh, just kind of seeing things over and over, uh, it helps slow the game down. And so, you know, hopefully, you know, uh, I continue to do what I'm doing, you know, uh, just and just try to uh, make plays and help the team win.
0: You know, what does it, it mean to you, or say, I should say, what does it mean to you have a guy like Marcus Peters in that room, right, a dude who's accomplished so much in this league. He's got all the numbers to, to back it up, all the stats, all the shiny trophies, all that good stuff. Like, But what does it mean to have him in there, uh, you know, with you, with a group of guys that are, you know, in a really nice position? If you got young guys, you got veteran guys, you got guys that are very much in the ascent? Like, what does Marcus kind of meant to that room?
1: Uh, he meant a lot. Uh, you know, when he got here, like, it's kind of like, the mentality of the room changed. Like, we all want picks, you know. Like, I think he has, like... 32 career picks, got a lot of them. Like you know, like eight pick sixes. If I'm not mistaken, something like that. And but yeah, like that's just a guy. You know, you wanna ask a lot of questions. So you, you know, cause you want picks. You know, that's probably the best thing in football: interceptions. And so, me just kind of picking his brain, him just helping me out and stuff like that. You know, definitely appreciate him as well.
0: You know, we look ahead to Sunday now. This this uh, Los Angeles Chargers offense, one of the high flying offenses in the NFL. You look at any of the numbers, and these dudes are guys that are effective, that put up points, that do it quick, fast, in a hurry. I mean, what kind of challenges that have present to not only the defense, but the DBs in particular?
1: Yeah, uh, it's a, you know, we have a challenge every week, you know, but, you know, they got a good quarterback, good uh, core receivers, you know, but we just got to go out there and be better, you know, uh, have good eyes, play with, play with our uh, fundamentals and, you know, just do what we do. You know, I don't know if any of the veterans have have brought up to to
0: you guys yet, but every time this team goes to Los Angeles, man, there's a lot of silver and black in that stadium, man. I mean, it's got to be exciting for you guys to be like, hey, we're going to go on the road. We're going to have the home home fans here kind of travel out there with us. It's got to be an exciting moment for you guys.
1: Yeah, it is exciting, you know, to just have those fans there, you know, to just, you know, help us. Help us win. Go out there and just bring the energy. You know, we're going to bring the energy and just it would be a good atmosphere.
0: Awesome, man. Well, hey, I'm looking at the clock, and I was telling you before that we started, I've never made anyone late, yeah, yeah, yeah. and I'm not going to start today. <laughs> so we got to get you to meetings. Yeah. Ja'Korian, thanks for hanging out appreciate with us, man. You, we appreciate, appreciate you. you. Good luck on Sunday. All right, yes, bro? sir. Thank you. And a big shout-out to Ja'Korian for making some time for us in a very, very busy week for him. Uh, as I said, all lies on the Los Angeles Chargers now, where your Las Vegas Raiders will take them on this upcoming Sunday. Uh, you know, back in Los Angeles at SoFi Stadium. But we got a lot of things to talk about. We're going to talk about the Chargers, et cetera, et cetera. But it's time for your Raiders College Football Game of the Week. And as I was going through the old calendar, one game in particular stood out to me. And it is a classic SEC affair, man. Doesn't get any better than that. We got Georgia. We got Auburn. We got, uh, in terms of Georgia alums on the Silver and Black, we got John Jenkins. We got Chris Smith II. We got Zamir White taking on... Daniel Carlson, the cash money man himself, uh, his Auburn Tigers, uh, a very exciting game. Classic SEC throwdown. That's at 1230 this upcoming Saturday. And there you have it, your Raiders college football game of the week and presented by no one because we're still looking for a sponsor. You want to sponsor it? Hey, holler at your boy. Let us know. Uh, But, you know, we shift ahead now. We look ahead to Saturday and Saturday's in the rearview mirror. We look ahead to Sunday. And we come into Sunday, the Raiders find themselves in a very unique position, as do the Los Angeles Chargers. Sitting at 1-2, and two, uh, Chargers won last Sunday. Raiders obviously fell at home on Sunday Night Football. All the same now, both teams come into this game at 1-2. and two. You look at the Chargers and, and you look at, at the numbers and, and the way that those have uh, bared out early in the season— I mean, this Chargers offense, legit, number two in the NFL right now, averaging just under 417 yards per game, and they do it in a variety of ways, right? They're number three in passing offense. They're number 13 in rushing offense, averaging over 100 yards a game on the ground while averaging more than 300 yards per game in the air. Make no mistake about it, this is a good offense where the Raiders have kind of Uh, I don't want to say struggle to find their footing on the offensive side of the football, but have struggled, I would say, to do it consistently. We have seen moments of it. We have seen quarters of it. We have, in some cases, even seen about a half of what it's supposed to look like. But we have not seen it for a full 60 minutes. Uh, Raiders come into Sunday's game at SoFi Stadium, ranked number 24 in total offense. But you look at the Chargers, right? Uh, A team that the Raiders, you know, I, I hate this term and I don't like using it. But throw the records out, right? I mean, it is just one of those classic AFC West division games, a rivalry game, uh, and it feels like both these teams always get the other's best shot. And and so you look at the Chargers, and we talked about some of their offensive prowess, all the great things that they have done through three weeks of the season on that side of the football. Well, you flip to what they've done defensively, and to put it mildly, they, they have struggled Right, they are the 31 ranked defense in the NFL, surrendering just over 450 yards per game. So it really is. It, it kind of reminds me of of some of those college football teams of yesteryear, right, where they're putting up 60 points, but they're surrendering 58, and you're like, all right, it's really going to come down to who has the ball last. You know, where this team's going to put up points, hey, well, they just need one or two stops. They need, they need that defense to bend but not break. That's kind of what it feels like the Chargers are in 2023. Now, I think it's also important to note that we are saying this about a Chargers team at the end of September. And very much like the Raiders, the version of the Chargers that we see today is going to be probably very different than the version of the Chargers that we're watching in six weeks or 12 weeks or at the end of the season, right? That is just the reality of the NFL. But as we sit here now, as we record this today— that's what the Chargers are, a team that puts up a lot of points, that have a ton of explosive playmakers, that have one of the premier uh, signal callers in the NFL and Justin Herbert, a dude who is, man, at the top of his game, is, is one of the top three, four, five guys in this league. And on the other side, they have a defense that has really struggled to find its footing early on. Not to say that they won't do it as the season wears on, but as of now, they have had a hard time uh, kind of finding their rhythm there. So we look at the Raiders, and we do this every week, the Raiders will win if. And I think the obvious answer, and we've talked about it a lot over the past handful of weeks, is can the Raiders get the run game going? Yes, that is stating the obvious. Can the Raiders run, get the run game going? Can they be balanced in their attack? Can we see the version of Josh Jacobs that we have grown accustomed to seeing? Can that offensive line you know, kind of find that cohesion, gel together, and really be a force uh, along the front for the silver and black? But I look at it this week, and I say, I will say, I should say, The Raiders will win on Sunday if the Silver and Black can get at least two big performances from their wideouts. We talked about Devontae Adams and what he did against the Steelers earlier. Dude was a machine. Devontae is having an incredible start to 2023. Dude is on one. He's shown us week after week after week that he is one of the premier wide receivers in the NFL. He is one of those guys in terms of being explosive. I don't care if you're a running back, a quarterback, a wide receiver. He is one of the best playmakers in the game right now. That's what he is. He makes defensive backs look silly on the regular. Really, really, really good DBs. He makes them look silly. In some sense, you kind of know what you're going to get from Devontae, and I mean that in the best possible way. Now, would you like to see uh, a—I'm just pulling up his line real quick. Would you like to see that kind of performance— Every single week? Absolutely. Would you love to see 13 for 172 and two touchdowns every week? Absolutely you would. But with a team like the Chargers, who we've talked about, that can score points, that can do it in bunches, can you have, and I, you know, Jason Fitz and I have talked about this a lot, can you have a Batman, or excuse me, a Robin to Devontae's Batman? Can you have a second person out wide that I'm not saying has to put up 100 yards or you know, have 10 catches or 15 targets, whatever kind of metric you want to draw and say this is it. I'm not saying you need that. I'm just saying you need someone that can consistently for 60 minutes draw some attention away from Devontae or take advantage of all the attention that Devontae is going to get. And Jacoby Myers did that week one. We saw Jacoby Myers go out there and ball week one against the Denver Broncos. We saw what that did for this Raiders offense. Now, obviously, no one really got rocking week two in Buffalo. And, you know, outside of Devontae, no one was really cooking last week or last Sunday night against the Steelers. But can it be Jacoby? Can it be Michael Mayer? Can it be Austin Hooper? Hunter Renfro, who we saw get a little bit more involved in the offense on Sunday night. That's my thing. Can the Raiders find that Robin to Devontae's Batman? And if the Raiders are able to do that, if they can have two guys out there, because you are going to have to put up points against this Chargers team. There is no way around it. You are going to have to find a way to get into the end zone and do it efficiently and do it effectively and do it a lot. And defenses, you know, defensive coordinators in the NFL are smart. They know that Devontae Adams is that dude. They are going to have schemes to try to limit Devontae and what he's able to do in terms of production. That's just reality. Who takes advantage of that opportunity? Who's the Pippin to his Michael Jordan come Sunday, right? Who's that guy? Who's it going to be? But like I said, if the Raiders can find that person, if we can get a full 60 minutes from, like I said, whether a Jacoby, a Hunter, uh, an Austin Hooper, a Michael Mayer, whoever it is, I like the Raiders' chances because, as I said, I am a firm believer. I, I just I feel it in my bones that this run game is going to click at some point. I don't know if it's going to be this Sunday. I don't know if it's going to be on Monday night back home against the Packers. I don't know when it's going to be. I don't, the, uh, I don't have the crystal ball. Sure, wish I did. But I feel like it is going to click. So if you can get the run game to kind of get back on track, if you can have a Robin to Devontae's Batman, I like the Raiders' chances. And one thing that we know – when the Raiders go to Los Angeles, it can going be a lot of silver and black in those stands. A lot, a lot, a lot. A lot of members of the Raider Nation are either going to make that trip from Las Vegas or Oakland or live in Los Angeles. Uh, and so, we, like we say, every single time they go down there, man, it is going to be a loud environment. There are going to be a lot, of, uh, a lot of members of the nation out there, a lot of people wearing silver and black, and it's going to be a lot of fun. So make sure that, uh, that you lock in for that game and follow us here on Raiders.com. Well, before we get out of here, it is about that time to crack an ice cold bruchacho before we hit the dusty trail. And this week, man, I always like uh, you know I, I like to do a little digging, right? Try to find something a little off the beaten path to give some people uh, give some people some love. Didn't have to do that this week. Real easy one. Shout out our aces. Shout out our Las Vegas aces, who, as we record this on a Wednesday afternoon, are one game away from reaching the NBA excuse me the WNBA finals again. Call them Jersey Drake. They're trying to go back-to-back, one game away. So by the time this comes out, I believe their game is on Friday. Let me double-check that real quick. Uh, but by the time this comes out, they will still—it'll be pre-game. I, I guarantee you that. But they are one game away. Yes, we have, uh, yes, game three against the Wings this upcoming Friday, September 29th at 6.30 p.m. So, yes, by the time this hits your pod feeds, we will still be pregame looking ahead to game three for the Aces. Hey, but big shout-out to them, man. They are so close to going back to the finals again. Shout-out to a friend of the program, Becky Hammond, out here doing her thing. Uh, and let's bring another, uh, bring another championship home. I don't want to get too far ahead of myself. I'm a big, uh, I'm a big believer in hey, don't jinx anything. So I, I'm not going to go, uh, go too crazy or too outlandish in any predictions. All I will say is a big shout out to the Aces. Best of luck this upcoming Friday, and I hope by the time that we do this show next week. That they are uh, still playing basketball and looking ahead to, as I said, another trophy. Hopefully, uh, festooning that beautiful facility right next door to uh, to where at, to where we're at right here. So, on that note, we're out of here. Good week, busy week, excited, much to do. As I said, let's a uh, friendly reminder about the uh, the Raiders taking on the Los Angeles Chargers that, down at SoFi Stadium. That is this upcoming Sunday. Gonna be a good one gonna be a good one make sure you're hanging out with us on raiders.com following us on uh, on social our social channels across the board and do me a solid and download the official raiders app and on that note we are out of here so from uh eddie pascal our guest this week jacorian bennett and everyone else at silver and black productions who helps keep us rocking and rolling we thank you thank you thank you stay safe stay healthy and we'll see you guys next week same time same place for our next episode of upon further review